Hey everyone, we're going to be breaking down Luke chapter 4 verse 18, which reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now Jesus in this text was citing Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 because that verse prophesied about his own rescue mission. It mentions different things like him preaching the gospel to the poor, rescuing the captives, and so on and so forth. Now, those might look like different things, but spiritually they all mean the same thing. So we're going to be going into those individual statements or phrases briefly. But before that, let's first talk about that phrase, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. If you read Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, you see that when Jesus was baptized, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. See also John chapter 3, verse 34. Just as you get a certificate in the world allowing you to do certain jobs, this was like a spiritual certificate. What made him qualify to embark on this spiritual mission? Then the first phrase afterwards he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The poor in this case are not people who are who physically need, but the idea is that these people need something. It's just that it's that they need God. They that yearning that people have for physical things like food, water, and so on, they have it for the things of God. They feel like they need God in their lives. Jesus described them as poor in Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 and 6 as well. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Isaiah the prophet also described how this need or desire feels like. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. That is Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9. Then the next phrase is, heal the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted in this verse are not necessarily referring to people who, for example, lose their loved ones, and because of that, there's, there's that physical sense of grief. This is more spiritual. In fact, all my explanations are going to be like that. In this case, it's referring to people who feel remorse, as in they read the Bible, they see that they are imperfect. The Bible gives us that sense. And they feel a sense of remorse, and they want to be forgiven by God Almighty. And they're seeking that relationship so that God will be pleased with them and will forgive them. If you look at Psalm chapter 51, you can see that after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba and Nathan the prophet had came to him and told him that what he did was wrong, he wrote that psalm of repentance 
of being sorry for what he did. And specifically in verse 17, he told us that God Almighty is looking for people who are in that condition that he was in. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. We're going to Psalm chapter 51, verse 17. Then the next phrase, preach deliverance to the captives. The captives in this case are people who are in spiritual bondage or captivity. Paul explained in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26, that this is people who are under the influence or bondage of Satan, the devil. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. It is when people are influenced by Satan, in many cases without knowing, to do things that are not right before God. The person who made this statement, St. Paul, is actually a very typical example because if you look at what he was doing prior to his conversion, it was completely against what God Almighty was after, but then he was preached to by Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 9, and then all of that changed. He was rescued from Satan's bondage so that he could not work for Christ. And Paul explained how that works in Romans chapter 6. And the next phrase is, and recovering of sight to the blind. So physical blindness and spiritual blindness were both discussed in John chapter 9. Jesus healed someone who was physically blind. And at the end, he spoke about people who are blind spiritually. That is, they're ignorant. The Pharisees were in that case. And Jesus said that those who were blind and wanted to have eyes of understanding, as Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, he would give it to them. And then those who thought they were seeing, he would tell them or make them to know that they were not seeing anything. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. If you read John chapter 9, verse 39. It is through the preaching of the gospel message that one is enlightened and their eyes are opened spiritually so that they begin to understand what God Almighty is doing. They begin to see it like it's a physical thing. Then the next and final phrase is to set at liberty them that are bruised. If you read Isaiah chapter 1, verses 4 to 6, you can see that wounds, bruises, and putrefying sores were used to describe the terrible spiritual condition that the nation of Israel was in. There was a lot of corruption and wickedness and iniquity that was going on in the land, and it was described in that manner. For one to be delivered or set free from such bruises is for them to hear the gospel message and be brought to God by it so that they begin to leave such iniquities. This happened to King Manasseh. If you read 2 Kings chapter 21 and 2 Chronicles chapter 33, you see that there was nothing that he didn't do as king that was bad. It was rather he was calling witches and wizards or doing all kinds of fact you, you should read the account honestly because they gave a list of all the terrible things that he did which God hated even child sacrifices and a lot of other things. And then because God was angry with him, he allowed the king of Babylon to take him to prison. 
And while he was suffering there, that was when he came to himself and realized that what he did was wrong. And then he was able to recover from all those spiritual bruises and do what was right afterwards. So all these different things, like I said at the beginning, mean the same thing. It is people who are in a spiritually low state who God Almighty is interested in uplifting so that they can worship Him properly. Hannah had said in her song of praise that God Almighty is interested in those who are low to raise them up. In verse 8 of her Samuel chapter 2, she said, He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifted the beggar out of the dunghill to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. So, I think that is where I will conclude my explanation on Luke chapter 4, verse 18, which once again reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sights to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Have a good day, and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you guys liked what you heard, feel free to share a voice message at https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Hope to see you there.